All right, Shabbosai, good morning, good morning. What is it to do that? Nazir today, begin by thanking all of our sponsors to thank our Tamil Torah sponsors for the month of Shvat. To thank Bracha Strimber for dedicating all the Shimon Rushos this month in memory of her husband, Avram Ben Kalman Ali Ezra Halivi, Sikhon Levracha, to thank Ayal and Sarah Steinberg for dedicating all the Shimon Rushos this month in the Slusa of Shalima for Shulamis Bas Susha. Our Dafyomi sponsors today, the Ehrenfeld Mishpacha in the Zuchos of David and Yonah's great grandfather, Moshe Avram. Ben David Zichron Lebrach, we hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the Neshama Slavin Aliyah, the families in the Chaman, all those who require a refuah, should have one together with Kol Cholei Yisrael. Okay. Good. Well, so let's, let's begin. So Baruch Hashem, we have a lot to do today, an incredible, incredible daf ahead of us. So we'll say, so today's daf is daf Gimel, as I just mentioned. Three. We are picking up on base and base two, be at the two dots. And to do that's going through our Mishnah. Again, exciting. A very, a very systemic approach to the Mishnah its entirety. So let's go through case by case. Actually, Mir Sashem, today we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it to the next Mishnah, Mir Sashem, on the base. Says the Gimar. So Ehe Noah Noazir. So we'll say so one of the examples that the Mishnah gave, that the Mishnah gave uh, of a yad. Right? Remember again, we already established the order of the Mishnah of the A B B A model. We explained that the Mishnah is introducing us to the fact that both Kinuyim, equivalent terms, as well as Yodos, partial terms, both work by Nidarim. And we explained that the Mishnah then went on to give a series of examples regarding Yodos as well as Kinuyim. So a hey Noe person says, I will be beautiful, I'll be beautiful. Ultimately, again, that is an expression of a, that is a yad, that is a partial declaration, and the person becomes a nazir. Asks the Gimara, I don't understand. The Dilma, I know the fun of the missus. I understand. Maybe what it means is, I will become beautiful before Hashem in the performance of mitzvahs. In other words, maybe a hey noah doesn't mean I'm going to be a nazir. Maybe a hey noah means what? That ultimately, again, I'm going to do mitzvahs. I'm going to do mitzvahs. And ultimately, again, beautify myself before HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the performance of mitzvahs. After all, again, Kedis Sanibos is beautiful. As well as the Raisa, Zeked Ivan As Kalab Yisrael said in the Shira, this is my God and I will exalt him. What does this refer to? What does it mean? Va'an Vehu. Va'an Vehu literally means I'll beautify him. Well, how do you beautify HaKadosh Baruch Hu? This is incredible. And Noel Lefanov. I'll just point out over here that the Bach changes the gears over here from Anoe or Anoe to Esnoe. Okay, again, I will Esnoe Lefanov, I'll make myself beautiful before him. The Mitzos. So we'll say, how do you beautify HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Zekeli Va'andeyu. How do you make Hashem beautiful? By ultimately, again, beautifying your performance of Mitzvos. Namely what? Esnoe Lefanov, Sukkah I'll make before HaKadosh Baruch Hu a beautiful sukkah. Lulav Noah, a beautiful lulav. Tzitzis Noah, beautiful tzitzis. Echtov Lefanov Sefer Torah Noah. I will go ahead and write before him a beautiful Sefer Torah. Va'achrechenu b'shirayin Noim. And I will wrap it in beautiful silk. Shavuot say this is the concept of Hidr Mitzvah. The idea over here is, we'll say, that when a person performs a mitzvah, and a person has an object of a mitzvah, one doesn't simply utilize an object in which they can technically discharge their obligation, but rather, one goes above and beyond to beautify the object of the mitzvah. 
So it's interesting, the examples that the Gemara gives, right? You could sit in any kind of sukkah, beautify your sukkah. You could discharge your obligation with many different types of even inferior esrogim. Get a beautiful esrog. You can fulfill your obligation with any kind of tzitzis, specifically referring to the strings. Beautiful tzitzis. Sefer Torah, we'll say, we'll point out something very interesting. You know, there's a fundamental machlokes about whether or not there is a mitzvah to write your own Sefer Torah. Very interesting machlokes. What's fascinating from this Gemara, the example that the Gemara gives is, I will write a beautiful Sefer Torah, right? Again, echtov lefanov Sefer Torah, which seems to clearly indicate that there is a specific mitzvah to actually write your own Sefer Torah. So I'll write a beautiful Sefer Torah, and I will go ahead and wrap it in, in silk pieces. So I will say, so the idea over here, the Gemara says, so this, this is, this is Hidra Mitzvah. I, I will point out, there is so much to talk about in this, in this topic of Hidra Mitzvah, but again, we'll get a little bit biter. But the point the Gemara is making over here is, I don't understand. I'm standing around, I say, hey Noah, I shall be beautiful. So the Mishnah says, ah, it means you're a Nazir. Whoa, why does it mean I'm a Nazir? Maybe I'm making a religious declaration that, you know what, from this point forward, I'm not going to simply get by my performance of mitzvahs. Instead, when it comes to mitzvahs, I'm going to beautify my mitzvahs. Maybe, so that's, maybe it's Hidra Mitzvah, to which the Gemara says, Amr Shmuel, Shetafos B'Sa'arov Ba'amar Ana. No, 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 what's the case? The case is where I'm holding on to my hair. I don't know why I'm illustrating this on myself, right? <laughs> I, I'm holding on to my hair, and I say, Ana, I'm going to be beautiful. So the idea I will say is, by the fact that I'm holding on to my hair, and I'm making this statement, by definition, it's clear that the Noah is linked to Naziros. Incredible, incredible. So I will say, so the Gemara says, Nazira, Milsa Da'avera, Vamineira. I will say, just before we go on, I'll just mention something very interesting to you. It struck me, you know, this Lushan, this, this Sugya of Hidra Mitzvah, this is, not, this is not the only place, right? We saw it in Yuvamis. If remember again, in Yuvamis, the Lushan is a little bit different. What, I, what struck me very much in the Lushan of Rabbosei is the concept of Hidra Mitzvah. When you think about Hidra Mitzvah, so what's Hidra Mitzvah? Hidra Mitzvah is, I, I could walk in, I could pick up any asterisk, right? And I could be able to say, what's Hidra Mitzvah? I'm just using the answer because that's the example over here. What's Hidra Mitzvah? Hidra Mitzvah is, I go in, I look, so hopefully, again, first of all, becoming proficient in the halachas is also part of the business. I know what I'm looking for. But even if I don't know what I'm looking for, I'm going to spend extra money because I want a nicer esrog. It, it matters. It matters that I'm investing. So when you think about the mitzvah, it's almost as if what, what the mitzvah is, is a greater investment. And sometimes it's a financial investment. Sometimes it's a time investment, but it's a greater investment in the mitzvah. I'm physically beautifying the mitzvah. So what struck me last night when I was looking at this Gemara is if you look at the Lashon of the Gemara again, it says, Zekedi van Beu, and Noah lefanov b'mitzvos. I will make myself beautiful in front of Hashem with mitzvos. Ese lefanov sukkah Noah. Lefrait lulav Noah. Tzitzis na echtav lefanov. What do you keep seeing over here? You keep seeing that part of Hidr Mitzvah, we'll say. I think that's what Chazal are trying to express to us as well. Part of the Hidr is not just spending more money on the Mitzvah. Part of the Hidr is that when I do the Mitzvah, I feel the fun of. I feel in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Chavra, we all know, there are two ways. I can go through a whole day of doing Mitzvahs, a whole day of doing Mitzvahs, and not feel any semblance of spiritual connection. Why? Because I'm just running around, like I'm just doing a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm fulfilling my obligations. I'm checking the boxes, but I'm not developing relationship. See, I will say, 
there's, there's an element of hidr mitzvah, not just in the financial investment in the physical object of the mitzvah, but there's an element of hidr mitzvah in the manner of performance as well. You could perform a mitzvah stam, or you could perform a mitzvah lefanav. You could perform a mitzvah in a way where the ribono shel olam, I am standing before you as I take this esrug. I'm standing before you as I, sta- as I sit in this sukkah. I'm standing before you as I learn my Torah. Any time that you inject an element of lefanav, I'm serving before you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's Hidr Mitzvah. See, we often think of Hidr Mitzvah as, all right, I won't buy the $50 esrog, I'll buy the $75 esrog. Okay, good, that, that's fantastic, right? Uh, when, I, when I'm going to put on my tzitzis, I'll get, get the tzitzis, you know, with uh, nicer strings. That, okay. Of course, that, that is Hidr Mitzvah, not, not a shayla. But there's, there's a relationship Hidr as well. I could just do what I'm supposed to do with absolutely no connection, or I could live my life as a Jew, do my mitzvahs, the fun of. I stand before you, I serve before you. This mitzvah brings me right next to you. That relationship component, that emotional investment of being the fun of the performance of a mitzvah, ain't hider gedola mizo. That's hider mitzvah. Not just relegating mitzvahs to behavioral acts, but recognizing that mitzvahs are building blocks of relationships and allowing myself to feel that amplified relationship, that's Hidr Mitzvah. So the Gemara goes back to, I don't understand. So now we're saying, hey Noah, hey Noah, I should be beautiful, I should be beautiful, ultimately again is Nazir. So the Gemara says, but one second, here's the problem. Nazira, Milsadadira. So we're going to get into this and this is going to be, I just want to tell you, I'm very excited about Nazir. There's so much exciting stuff ahead of us in Nazir. It's absolutely incredible. So Nazira, Milsadadira. One second, one second. Bossy, you know, you know also the best part? You know how you feel like at the beginning of a Masechta, right? What goes through your mind at the beginning of a Masechta? I'm sorry? Is there a Gadata? Is there a Gadata? <laughs> Fair point. Fair point, right? Is there... So it's okay. I'll tell you what's in your mind. Right? I'll tell you what's in my mind at the beginning of a Masechta. When I was starting a Masechta, I'm like, you know what? This time, I'm really going to understand everything. Because you know what happens, like over the course of Daphne, we just because of the speed also, I come to accept the fact that there are certain things I'm just not going to have. I'm just not going to get. And like when you start something new, especially you have like a daf base that we had, which was such a methodical daf, right? In other words, there was nothing esoteric, nothing like complicated. Like it was very straight, a lot of steps, very, very straightforward. There's this feeling of like, I can make this mine. I can actually make this mine. Like this... Okay, take a deep breath. I'm not going to start making promises of Chazara because I've done that for the last, you know, three cycles. So, right, so I'm not going to say, but again, but, but, but I, 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 could, I, I could hold in this, right? I could retain this. I could remember this. And it's such an exciting feeling when you feel like actually you have the capacity, not just learn something, but make something yours. So in any event, the Mishnah says over here, I don't understand. We're going to get into this, but Nazirus is an Avera. Nazirus is an Avera. Now, I'll say we're going to talk about why Nazirus is an Avera. It's a big machlokes. And yet, ultimately, again, you're saying it's beautiful. So I'm saying I should be beautiful. And now we're saying, oh, that's an Nazirus. But Nazirus is not beautiful. We're going to see that there are opinions that hold that Nazirus is an actual Avera, that one should abstain and not do it. So, how can you say a hey Noah should be beautiful? Is and is Nazirus, type of Gimel, in. 
even according to Rabbi Hakafar, who says ultimately again that a neder, a person who takes a neder naziros, is a chote, is a sinner, is a sinner. Now again, I will say this goes back also to nedarim in terms of any time you go ahead and restrict additional things upon yourself. Chazal didn't like it. Akalish Baruch Hu doesn't like it. Okay, again, we'll delve into this. Where is this? This is later on your test. Okay, so we have a couple of weeks, two weeks until we get to this. Sibigar Belazar Kavro says that a person who takes a Nedunaziris is a sinner. Hani Mili, this is incredible. Gabi Nazir Tame. This is so fascinating. I will say, again, we're going to do this sugya later on. So I'm just giving you coming attractions over here. It could very well be that even Belazar Kavro holds that a Nazir is a chote. Holds in what case is he a chote? When he becomes Tameh. Now we'll see, we're going to talk about this as well. What happens when a Nazir becomes Tameh? Simple case, right? Nazir's minding his own business. Somebody dies, right? Right in front of him under the same roof. So what happens? He becomes Tameh Tomas Mace. What happens? Nazir Naziros is done and he has to start all over. Now we'll say, that's a big blow to the Nazir, right? Because the mice again, you know, you undertook something for a certain amount of time, confident that you can maintain certain behavioral strictures and limitations for a certain amount of time. Now, suddenly, the whole clock is restarted. Rabbi Lazar Kafra says, if you become Tameh, that's when you become a Chote. Why? Listen to this. So what's going to happen? When you become Tameh, the first days are kind of voided, and you have, not kind of voided, are voided, and you have to start all over again. So what's going to happen? Hasam hu dilma asi lame avid al See, I will say, the concern over here is that when you become Tameh, and now you have to start all over, what's going to occur? What's going to occur? Probably you're going to mess up. Now, why are you probably going to mess up? Because Lamaisa, again, now you're stuck with a whole new prolonged term. So I will say, take a look at Rashi for just a moment. Rashi says over here, <coughs> you may come to transgress your Naziros. We'll say first short line, often when Nazir becomes Tame. And now again, he has to observe so many additional days of Naziros. So what happens? So This is incredible. So will say, when you read the Gemara, you think that what the Rabbi Lazar Kafar is saying is like this. The problem is with the Nazir Tame. Let's get up with the Nazir Tame. It becomes Tame. Now he's Nazir about say at least for what? Another, we'll call it another 30 days. So what's going to end up happening? He's going to end up transgressing. Drinking wine, going to Leviathan's, right? Whatever he's going to end up doing, transgressing. Rashi says there's a different concern over here. The concern about say is that when he now has a new prolonged term of Naziros, what's going to occur? Listen to this. Mischaratin bahem. They will say, what's going through the Nazir's mind the moment that he becomes Tame Tomas Mace and now has to renew the term? What goes, what goes through his mind? Should have never done this. Should have never done this. Karashi says, And I will say, what's the problem? The problem is now if he has remorse, oh, so one second, I will say, this is charata. What does charata do to another? What does charata do to another? Right? It can ultimately, again, undo it. So it turns out that, that according to the words of Rashi, it turns out that at the end of his nether naziros, when he ends up bringing karbanas to the base Hamikdash. It's like bringing chulun la'azara. I'm about to say means you're not allowed to bring illegal korbanos to the Beis HaMikdash. And doing so, doing so, is a very serious transgression. So it sounds like Rashi saying over here is like this. The Nazari comes to me, he then regrets ever having made the Nadir Naziros, but behaviorally he's still going to go and comply. When he brings his karbanos, it's going to be a problem of chulun la'azara, unconsecrated offerings, 
coming to the base of Mikdash. Now, Bosai, the rush comes along. If you just, we missed the rush a little bit. Go to the rush in the left hand corner. The rush says something very interesting. He says, Shalom Yuchal Lisbol Meshech Zman Deniziros. He's not going to be able to, to sustain this prolonged Nizirus. The Gam Toa Al Niziruso, he's upset that he ever took this standard to begin with. The Gam Toa Al Niziruso, the Karbonos of Krovim Lihios Chulin Bazara. So the Rush just qualifies this, I will say. It's not literally, remember again, having remorse about a neder, right? Having remorse in your head about a neder, does that undo the neder? No. Again, charata works. Charata works. How does charata work? As a function of hatara, right? If you go to a chacham, as we saw this in the darim. So, so it's interesting. So Rashi makes it sound like that because he has remorse about the neder, it's going to make it like he's bringing chulun la'azara. So the Rashi says, no, no, no. It's kilu. It's as if. It's as if. It's, of course, it's not literal chulun la'azara. The point over here is, this is not a good situation. The guy feels stuck in prolonged Nazirus. The longer the Nazirus goes on, the more the probability that he's going to do something wrong in it. Furthermore, again, he regrets having ever made this neder, and that regret makes it like it's Chulun Bazara. Is it Chulun Bazara? No, but it's like. So Rabbi says, therefore the Gemara says, that's when Rabbi Lazar Kapra says that a Nazir is a Choteh. Ultimately, again, when you become Tameh, now you have to start the whole thing over, that's when the zeros becomes sinful. Because in that situation, again, you have prolonged the zeros, greater probability you're going to mess up, you're upset, you have charot, you ever took this on yourself to begin with. However, Rav al-Nazir tar, lav chote karibay. Rav say, but a person who's a Nazir tar, right, a regular Nazir? Rav al-Nazir kafar says, he is not a chote. Now, I say, that's going to be the subject of dispute as well. Right, we're going to talk about that because there definitely is a school of thought that says, any Nazir is considered to be a Chote. Again, I will say, it's going to be this great dialectic in the Zeros. Is a Nazir a Kadosh or is a Nazir a Chote? That's going to be a fundamental Machlokis. In any event, I will say, so just to tie this up. So therefore, again, when a person says, Ehei Noe, I'll be beautiful, I shall be beautiful, that is a Yad. That's a partial declaration that makes him a Nazir, provided that what? He's holding on to his hair. So again, that's what I will say. You begin to see this, you begin to see the theme developing. These yados work, these yados work when you create some type of situational um, proof or some type of situation, you, you bolster it with some type of situational reality, right? So again, you're, you're holding on your hair and you say, hey, no, eh, good, that's a yad for Naziros. Beautiful. Next case, next case. Harini Kazet, right? I say, I want to be like that guy. I want to be like that guy. So I will say, so what, so now, again, the Mishnah also said, Hareini Kazeh is what? Is he Yad? Is he Yad? And therefore I become a Nazir. Says the Gemara, one second. Nihi nami ditafas besaro. So the Gemara says, Hareini Kazeh lo Amar. So I understand, I will say, even if you want to take what we said before, let's say again, I'm holding on to my hair, and I say, Hareini Kazeh. So I will say, so what does that mean? I'm saying, I should be like my hair? Harini Kazesh be like my hair. In other words, that that is that is a, it, it, it's it's a nonsensical statement. So how is that a yad to make me into a nazir? So again, Nihinami, even if you want to say the toughest besaro that I'm holding on to my hair and I say Harini Kazeh, I should be like this, Lo Amar. But we'll say such a statement seems to be irrelevant. So wh- why is that a yad to make me a nazir? I'm a Shmuel, Kigon Shahaya Nazir over the fun of. No, again. Once again, I will say we have a situational 
I'm sorry. We have a we have a situational a situational reality in this case over here. The nazir is working for it. We'll say. I just want to point out something very interesting. If you notice, if you notice that yad of naziros is a little bit different than the yad that we saw by nedarim, right? Often the yad by nedarim works without any of these circumstantial bolsterings, right? If you notice. Naziris is very interesting that you need, in other words, the Yad by itself is not enough, which makes sense also, I will say, because also I want to point out, these are Yadayim She'inon Mochichos. Let's remember again, we spoke about this actually yesterday's nap as well. These are Yadayim She'inon Mochichos, right? This is an inconclusive Yad. Someone says, hey, Kazer, what, 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 what does that mean? What, what does that mean? So when you have such open-ended Yados, you do require some type of situational clarification. Good. Say for both a person says, I'm like this guy that works as long as what? There is a Nazir walking right in front of me. Beautiful. Now we'll say, so what does Misalso mean? So we'll say, so Misalso sounds like um, something to do with my hair. Right? I'm growing out my hair. We don't know the exact definition of masalsa yet, but whatever it is, it sounds like something with my hair. So if I say Ireni Masalsa, that's a yad also for a nazir. So Mimai Dahadin Silsul Sara. How do you know that Silsul refers to hair? say this is great. This is great. So the maid servant of Rabbi, Nabosai. This is the Gemara Masechus Megillah. So the maidservant of Rebbe was a very pious woman. And in fact, there were many things that the students of Rebbe learned from the maidservant of Rebbe. So remember again, it was the maidservant of Rebbe who was also responsible for Rebbe's ultimate demise. So remember this, the dramatic story that Rebbe was suffering from some type of significant like gastrointestinal illness. Dr. Rosalind, this would be like a good like thesis or something, like some type of paper. No, because it's fascinating. What, in other words, I don't know what he was suffering. He was suffering from but something that was like deathly. Like it, it wasn't just like a discomfort thing. Like it was a serious situation that he was dealing with. So remember again, the famous Maisa. So they're davening for Rebbe. They're davening for Rebbe. There's like a tefillah gathering outside of the home. So the maidservant sees that it's the tefillahs of the rabbin that are keeping Rebbe alive. But... In Shema, it's clear that in Shemaim they're trying to bring Rebbe's in the Shema back. So there was this tug of war between the earth and the heavens for Rebbe. So remember, what does she do? She takes the earthenware vessel, throws it out the window, lands on the ground and it cracked. In that moment when it shattered, the noise was startling. People stopped davening for a second and in that moment Rebbe died. In that moment Rebbe died. So this was a very, very pious woman. So listen to this. So one time the, the maidservant of Rebbe she said, La hugavra ad basaracha. The other thing the maidservant used to do is the maidservant used to give musr, she used to give musr to the Talmudim, to the students of Rebbe when they would come to the house. So one time she said to one of the students, How long, how much time are you going to spend playing with your hair? Right? So she, she, gave, the, she gave the guy musr about spending too much time on his hair. So what do you see from here? What do you see from here? That silsul, silsul has to do with grooming your hair. So therefore, if a person says, Harini misalsel, that's ultimately, again, an expression of Naziris, and it becomes a Nazir. I am a Torah. 
maybe I will say, maybe Hirenim Salsel is a reference ultimately again to undertaking greater diligence learning Torah. After all, the Chsiv, Salsala Utromimeka. So we'll say the Gemara here is quoting the Pasik from Mishlei, Salsala Utromimeka. So we'll say, what, what, what does that mean? So actually, if you take a look at Rashi, Rashi is actually right across the Imar Torah, Tichi Amr Harinim Salsal Shemakabel Alav Lilmot Torah. So we'll say, maybe Harinim Salsal is actually a commitment. To learn Torah with greater diligence. How? I will say the word salsala means I will turn it over, right? I will turn it over. I will investigate Uturom Mecca and I will lift it up. So Rashi says over here, So I will say the lashon of salsala means I'm going to really delve into my learning. Really, really delve into it, right? I will say the whole idea of salsala also means like to curl. It's the whole idea when you curl, right? What do you do? You get into your hair and you curl it. So salsala also means I get into my Torah. I get into my Torah. So maybe that's what it means. Maybe Haredi Masalsal is not a commitment to become an Azir, but it's a commitment for greater diligence in Torah study. Once again, I will say, what's the case? I'm holding on to my hair and I say Haredi Masalsal. Okay, so once again, you have a statement that is a reference to hair, right? And you're holding on to hair. That becomes a proper expression, ultimately again, to become an Azir. Incredible. Haredi Makalkel. Mechalkel. So we'll say, what does this mean? So, so once again, this is an expression of Nazirus. We'll say, how do you know that the Lashon of Kilkul is a Lashon, it has to do with hair. So the says, Kidisnan, Sid. We'll say, very interesting. Halokin Hilko Shabbos. So we'll say, we know from our Shabbos days, Hotzah. Hotzah is the prohibition of the Malacha, which we're not allowed to transport an item from one domain to another, or for that matter, Dalaramis and Shsaradim. Now remember again, in order to be Chayyif for Hotzah, there has to be a minimum shear, a minimum amount of the item which you are transporting. That's the minimum amount. So what is the minimum amount? I will say, sieve is like lime or plaster, right? What's the minimum amount of lime or plaster for which you are chayiv for transporting on Shabbat Shabbat Omer, lasud kilkul. Enough to go ahead and shmir kilkul. What's kilkul? Omer rab bas tzidah. It refers to the temple. So I will say, this sid, this plaster, was also used as a depilatory to remove hair. So people, women would remove hair, unwanted hair from their temples, right? So you see from here that what? You see kadei kilko, I will say kilko means the hair on the temples. So you see from here that lashon of kilko is a lashon of hair. Therefore, if a person says, hareni mechalkel, right? Ultimately, again, what is that? What is that? That's an expression of naziros. Incredible. I ema mezun inu Maybe I will say, maybe it actually means, maybe when a person is already Mechalkel, he's actually taking upon himself a nether to support the poor. <laughs> now, we'll say, why? Or is making a statement to support what kid dechsev, vayechalkel Yosef es aviv ves echov. We'll say the Pasuk says that Yosef supported his family, that Yosef supported his father and his brothers. So we'll say, so maybe that's what it means, right? Maybe, again, it's not an expression of Nazirus, but ultimately it's an expression of Tzedakah, to which the Gemara says, Amr Shmuel Hachanami, Shetachos Pesarov. Okay, we'll say, same idea, you're right. A lot of these expressions can be interpreted in more than one way. But Lamaisa, when made, at the same time as holding one's hair, Halach Lamaisa, that act, that behavioral act, gives the nether its context. Incredible. Hare Alai Lishaleach Pera, Hare Zenadir. So I'll say, if a person says, I'm going to grow out my hair, that is in Adinazirus. Okay, so this is a bit, little bit more explicit. So the Gemara says, Mimai 
Dahadin Shiluach Ribuyahu. Now both say, here's what's interesting. Literally translated, what is he saying? Hare Alay Lishalech Tara. I'm going to send forth the growth. So how do you know sending forth means growing? Right? Growing, extension. Right? Ribuya, increase, increase. Tirsev, because the Pasik says, the Pasik says, quoting over here, the Pasik from Shira Shirim, Shalachayech Pardes Rimonim. Shalachay Pardes Rimonim. So we'll say, so literally again it means, I will amplify, right, your, your orchard of pomegranates. So the Gemara says, Ema. So the point over here is, you see from me that Shalachayech means to grow, to grow. So Ema Midi Davure, maybe it means not to grow, but something that passes over. He sends forth the water on the plains. So we'll say what that's referring to is the sheeting of the water. So that's not the growth of the water, but that's the flow of the water. Tana, para, para, yalif. This gzir shava, para, para. What's the gzir shava? Ksiv says over here, kadosh para, says by Nazir, ultimately again, the growth of his hair will be kadosh, ksiv hasam, kabi koin hedyot, upera lo yishalechu. They should not allow their hair to grow too much. Vibay seema. So what's the sisi fumer? That para ultimately means growth. Vibay seema. The possibility is, hai sholeach mayim nami ribuyahu. This shaleach also doesn't just simply mean sheeting, but rather it also means growth or amplification. Why? The Gemara says, Because what happens when the water feeds the crops, or the water feeds the, gra- uh, the, 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 the fruits, what happens to them? They grow. They grow. The Gemara has successfully shown that again, the Lashon of Shalach means growth. So therefore, when a person says, Hare alay l'shaleach para, what are they saying? I'm going to grow my hair. And I'm going to grow my hair ultimately is a statement of Nazir. So I will say, what you'll notice, by the way, over here is something very interesting. What doesn't the Gemara say that you need in this case? What doesn't it say you need? To be holding on to your hair. So you begin to see a theme. Why? Because this statement is already a Yan Muchach, right? This, this, this already, again, this, it's much clearer what I'm talking about over here. Because para, para, will remember again, is Lashon of hair. We find that Lashon of Pera by a Nazir. We find Lashon of meaning hair. We find Lashon of Pera by a Kohen meaning hair. And Shalach is a Lashon of growth. So already again, this is a Yad Mochiach. This is a much more almost like self-explanatory partial declaration. So already again over here, you don't need the situational amplification of holding onto the hair. Very interesting. Good. Let's go back to our Eilat Siporin. Shabbos said this great sogya. Person says, I hereby take upon myself birds. That's what he's saying, right? I take upon myself to bring birds. So, there, so Rabbi, Meir, Rabbi Meir says he's a Nazir. The Chachamim say, Lashon of the Chachamim was, he's not a Nazir. Nazir. All right, so what's going on over here? So it's my time, Rabbi Meir. So what's his great? What's Rabbi Meir's logic? So all, literally all I'm saying is, I hereby take upon myself birds. Right? Birds are upon me. So what's the pshat? Why does Rabbi Meir say that I'm a Nazir? Listen to this. What's well, incredible? So Gemara says, "My turn, Rabbi Meir. Avrei Shlakish, Siporin Smuchin Leseyar, Kibelav." The Gemara says, "Great." So we'll say, "What kind of birds?" When I say "Harei Alayt Siporin," what kind of birds am I accepting upon myself? The birds that are mentioned neck in the in the same context in the same context as hair, as hair. What are the birds that are mentioned in the same context as hair? So the Gemara says, "Ah, so when it quotes the pasuk, 
is actually quite interesting. Quotes the Pasek in Sefer Daniel. So we'll say, the Navi over here is describing what happened to Nebuchadnezzar, right? Nebuchadnezzar ultimately goes insane and he begins to think that he's an animal, right? He lives like an animal. So the Navi here describes ultimately again, like what happened in Adisare Kineshrin, ultimately again, right? His hair, right? His hair became thick, right? Like the feathers of eagles. The tarfoi kitsiporin, his nails became like claws. Now, the Gemara doesn't quote the part of the Pasuk that's meaningful for us. And what happens? And kitsiporin, right? Kitsiporin, I'm sorry, right? And his, and his, and his, his nails became like claws of birds. Shavosai, the idea over here is that birds are mentioned in the same context as hair, as hair. Now, Shavosai, so when a person, so listen to what's happening over here. Take a look, take a look. Actually, not yet. Uh, yeah, actually, take a look at Rashi. So watch this. So Rabbi Meir is saying like this. Here's the case. I say, Birds are upon me. Rabbi Meir says, Ah, that, that is a neder naziros. So now Rish Lakish has explained Rabbi Meir. How is that a neder naziros? Because when I say birds, what am I really saying? I'm talking about the birds that are mentioned in proximity to hair. Okay, take a look at Rashi. Just take it step by step. Sipor nasmukhan seyar. The heichan in sipor nasmukhan seyar. Where are birds mentioned in proximity to hair? Kedichsib Daniel ad disarek in Sharn Rabbah. Vetarfoi kitsipurin. Titsipurin, vesitsipurin, vesayar, bechad krok sibi. Birds and hair are mentioned in one pasak. Birds and hair are mentioned in one pasak. So when I say, hare alait siporin, birds are upon me, I'm referring to the birds mentioned in the same pasik as hair. Okay, well, what, what does that do with anything? So watch this. So now, this is very important. So now, when, when in Judaism, right? When in Torah, when in mitzvahs, is there a connection between birds and hair? And the answer is, Naziros. Naziros. Because what happens by Nedir Naziros? You have to grow out your hair, and at the conclusion of your Nedinazirus, what do you have to do? You have to bring birds as part of your offering. You have to bring birds. So the Maisa, that's what's happening over here. So when I say Harealite Siporin, Rabbi Meir understands that to mean, I'm really mean, I'm taking upon myself the birds, so to speak, mentioned in conjunction with hair. So really, what am I saying? Really, what am I saying? I'm growing out my hair. That's really what I'm saying. But I'm not, instead of saying growing out my hair, I say birds are upon me. Because I'm referencing the birds that are mentioned in the same pasuk as hair. Rosie, you see this, and you're like, just say you're a nazir, right? Just come on, come on, right? So I'll say, so again, fine. But the Maestro will say this actually yields an incredible statement. Now watch this. The Gemara says, "Mer Saber," because Mer holds matfis inish b'midi disamichleik. So we'll say the whole chap of this is Rabbi Mer holds that alocha the you can make a binding statement using a word or a term that is juxtaposed to another meaningful statement or another meaningful word. In other words, they'll say, at the end of the day, what's driving this yad? Why does this work? Because the hair, excuse me, the birds that are mentioned are mentioned in the same pasuk as what? As hair. So what's really driving this nether, what's really driving this nether is the hair. Raimera holds that essentially you can make a binding, you can make a binding statement by using a word that appears in proximity or is juxtaposed to another meaningful term. In this case, in this case, 
the word birds appears in the same passage as juxtaposed to hair, and therefore when I say bird, I'm really able to ride the coattails of the hair. That's right, Mer Shita. Take a look at the last Rashi in the Daf. Rashi says over here, This is why he said Siporin. Why? Why do you say birds? Because we'll say ultimately, again, remember the Pasuk itself. Now, there's one more piece, by the way. I should, I should really clarify this. The Pasuk doesn't just talk about hair. What does it talk about? What does it talk about? Growth of hair. Unchecked growth of hair, right? Nebuchadnezzar's hair had become very long. So birds are mentioned in the same context as long hair. So therefore, when I said birds, Rabbi Meir says what I was really focusing on was the long hair. So I will point out, so let's stop over just a second, right? Pause. So according to Rabbi Shlakish, what's the following here was like this, right? Meir Shita is Adam or Matfis Inish Bemidi Disamechle. That you could use a word to generate a nether, and as long as that word is juxtaposed to another meaningful term, it's as if you stated the meaningful term. So when you say, Hare alight siporin, what we look at that as siporin, siporin is juxtaposed to long hair in Daniel. So what you're really saying is what? Long hair is upon me, which is a nether nazirus. Nether nazirus. And I both say, Rashi comes along and says, one second, look at the last night, Rashi will say, Okigon, Shahayir Nazir over the fun of. Otafas Bissaro. Very interesting. So Rashi says, but let's be clear. A situation like this requires some type of situational clarification. So when does this work? As I will say, if a person says, when can you interpret that to mean? Right? Really, birds are upon me really means long hairs upon me. Why? Because birds are mentioned in the same pasuk as long hair. When is that true? When is that true? The mice when there's either a nazir walking in front of me or I'm holding on to my hair. So there needs to be some type of situational clarification. But Rabbanon on the base, Rabbanon Savri, the Rabbanon on the other hand hold, lo matfis inish b'midi disamachlei. Rabbanon say, the Rabbanon reject this principle. Very interesting. The Rabbanon reject this principle because the Rabbanon hold at the end of the day, you can't go ahead and make a letter using a term that's juxtaposed to another term in a Pasuk and now suddenly it's as if you articulated the juxtaposed term. There's no concept like that that exists. Take a look at that, Rashi. No, when you say birds are upon me, I'll say, what does birds upon me mean? What does birds upon me mean? Rabbanon saying, I don't know what birds upon me means. Right? I actually don't know what that means. And therefore, again, it is not a valid neder nizira. So I'll say, according to Reish Lakish, the fundamental machlokis Ramein Rabbanon is actually in a principle, in an exegetical principle of matfis inish bemide disamichle. Can a person make a nether using one term that is juxtaposed to another meaningful term in a pasik, and therefore it's as if you use the juxtaposed term in the articulation or formation of the nether? Rehmer says yes. Therefore, when I say hare alai tsiporim, I'm actually not saying hare alai what am I saying? Hare alai long hair, and it works. The Rabbanon say there's no such concept like that. Therefore, when you say Hare Alight Siporim, what are you saying? There are birds upon me. But Lamaisa, again, birds upon me is not a relevant statement, and therefore Halacha Lamaisa doesn't do anything. Good. So I'll say that's, that's Rabbi Mir's interpretation of the Machlokas. Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Yochan says, no, Bikuli Alma, Lo Matvis. Rabbi Yochan says like this, it was incredible. Rabbi Yochan says, in reality, in reality, everyone agrees that you cannot go ahead make a net, making a nether based on juxtaposed terms. You can't. In other words, you can't, no, no one says 
that when you see Harei Alaitziporim, oh, Harei Alaitziporim really refers to the long hair mentioned in the Pasuk in Daniel. No. No one, no one abused that principle. Ella, how many times are there? So what is Rabbi Meir's logic where he says, Harei Alaitziporim is a valid Nedr Nezirus. So they can listen to this. Ella, how many times are there? Dechashinon, Shema Tzipore, Nazir, Tamer, Tamek, Kibal, Alav. So we'll say so again. Rameir will say that we're choshesh that maybe what kind of, when he says Ariyalat Tziporim, what type of Tziporim? The bird offering that a Nazir Tame would make. And I will say, take a look at Rashi. So interesting, the bird offerings, again, we'll discuss this. The bird offerings are actually mentioned in the context of a Nazir Tame. And that's comes Tame. So if I will say, <coughs> this is so much more passion. Rabbi Yochanan says that according to the mayor, when you say Harei Alai Nazir, I'm sorry, Harei Alai Tziporim, what are you referring to? To the birds that a Nazir Tame brings. Okay, that's so much more explicit. In other words, we'll say that, that, that's what he's referring to. There are birds that are brought in the context of a nether naziros. So when I say harea light siporim, I am referring to those particular birds. To which the Gemara says, well, let's analyze this. Michti chashinan ka'amar, dilmaat siporim adavakiva alav. So I will say, but how do you know that? There are other times you can bring birds. For example, again, I will say, maybe, maybe it's a, maybe he's offering a carbon nedava, right? The gift offering. Maybe that's what's being offered over here. So the mice, again, Maybe that's what it means. Imkain harei alai kan mibayle. I will say there's a different formulation for a nedava, right? If you're offering bird nedavas, often the word, the, the phrase that would be used would be a kan, would be like a nest. That would ultimately be the lashon. The fact that that is not the lashon that is being utilized here seems to indicate to us that Allah Chalamaisa is indeed a nether nezirus. Aye, the dilma harei alai tzipori mitzora ka'amar. So I'll say maybe the person that's undertaking Sipori Mitzora, I will say a person who is undergoing the process or purification from Saras would also bring bird offerings. So maybe the guy in question is taking upon himself the Sipori Mitzora. Then I will say, now just to be clear, just to be clear, you can't voluntarily undertake Sipori Mitzora. What you can do is sponsor a carbon. Right? You can sponsor a carbon. So I know my friend is a Mitzora. I would like to sponsor his carbonos. I have the ability to do that. So maybe that's what I'm undertaking over here. To which the Gemara says, Kigon, once again, Kigon, Shahaya Nazir, over the Once again, I will say, what's the case? Situational clarity. I'm saying, Harea light Siporim, and there's a Nazir walking right in front of me. So when I see Harea light Siporim, there's a Nazir walking right in front of me. So I will say, now situationally, it's clarified that what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm undertaking an Edina Zeros. Incredible. The Dilma, Nazir Tameh, the poetry in Kabbalah of Kamar. But maybe the guy walking in front of me is a Nazir Tameh. And I both say, when I see a real light Sipharam, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm undertaking a willingness to pay for his Kabbalahs. I'm sponsoring Kabbalahs. I'm sponsoring Kabbalahs. Maybe that's what's unfolding over here. Kegon, Shayim, Nazir, Tahar, over the fun of. Then I both say, here's what's interesting. We both say, what's interesting over here is the bird offerings are associated with Nazir Tameh. So maybe the case over here is where what? The Nazir Tame is walking in front of me and I'm offering to bring this Karbanos. No, what's the case? The case is where there's a Nazir Tahar walking in front of me. I say, Harei Alai Tziporim. So I will say, interestingly enough, when I say Harei Alai Tziporim, 
the understanding of my statement is taking upon myself an edge and a zeros. Incredible. So what says, my benai. So what says, so just think about points. That's now there are just two different interpretations in the, in the machlokis. So what says, just to be clear. In our Mishnah, there's a machlokis. Who's the machlokis? Seen Rav Meir and Rabbanon. Rav Meir says, Harea light siporin is a valid, is a valid neder naziros. Rabbi Rabbanon say, no, it's not. Now we have two different machloksim. We have, now we have two different interpretations of the machlokis Rav Meir and Rabbanon. In Rish Lakish's version of the machlokis, ultimately, again, the machlokis is matfis inish bemide disamichle. Can you use juxtaposed terms in order to go and make a valid nether? According to Rabbi Yochanan, according to Rabbi Yochanan, ultimately, again, every, that, that is not the machlokis. The machlokis ultimately is whether or not Tzipporim referred to Tzipporim Nezer Tomei or not. So, what's the, so I'll say, what's, so again, just to point out, it's a machlokis in the interpretation of the machlokis. But the machlokis is still the same, right? Mary says, Harei Alayt Tzipporim is a valid nether nezirus. The Rabbanon say, no, it's not. So Gemara says, what's the nafkamina between these two approaches, Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish? So Ma'am Inayi, Ike Benayu, ki gondo amart siporin hasmuchin l'seyar alai. So let's listen to this. Let's say a person says, I, hear, right, I, under, I, I hereby take upon myself the birds that are juxtaposed to the hair. Okay? So now watch this. So Rabbi Yochanan, afagav da amar haki, according to Rabbi Yochanan, even if you use, because Rabbi Yochanan says juxtaposed terms don't work. So therefore, according to Rabbi Yochanan, even if he said this, over the fun of in. If a nazir is walking in front of me at the time I made that nether, fine. But ilo lo. But if not, it doesn't work. over the fun of. But according to Rishlakish, I will say, even if what? Even if there's not a nazir walking in front of me, such a juxtaposed statement will in fact still work. To which the Gemara says, but one second, me ika I will say, is there such a thing as a person who holds, who rejects this concept of using juxtaposed term to create binding nether or shvua statements? After all, haomer yomin. I will say, a person says, I, I, I swear, right, the right. A person is saying, yomin, the right. Harezu shvua. Ultimately, again, that's a shvua. That's the formulation of an oath. Why? My time, lam nishum dechsev. Isn't that because of also because the Pasik says he raised his right and his left to the heavens and he swore. So you see over here that right is juxtaposed to Shavua. And if you say right, that's a Shavua. So you see you could use a juxtaposed term to create the Shavua. To which the Imar says, no, no, no. No, no, no. It's because right itself is called Shvua, it's called an oath, the Sanya, Minayin Omer Yamim Shu Shvua, how you know that even if you just say right, that's called the Shvua, Shine Emar, Nishpa Hashem Biyamino. Because we'll say it says, he swore to Hashem with his right. So we see the right is literally called the Shvua. O Minayin Omer Smo Shi Shvua, and how you know if you even use the left, that's also called Shvua. Again, we'll still get into this more in Shvua, Shine Emar, Ubizroa Uzo. So we'll say, so just to tie this back, just to tie this back, so what comes out of here, we'll see the Halakha tomorrow, is there is a fundamental machlokes about matfis adam, matfis inishamidei Can you use a juxtaposed term in order to go out and create a binding neder or shvua? So that is a machlokes. And ultimately, Rish Lakish holds, that is the fundamental machlokes in Rameir and Rabbanon. Rabbi Yochanan, on the other hand, rejects that principle. And so, we'll say, so we end off understanding that that principle itself is subject to a machlokas. So I will say, ultimately, just want to point out, and then with this, the Rabban Paskin is like the Rabbanon, that if a person says, that if a person says, um, 
that is not a valid statement and would ultimately not create an edge in a zeros. The reason for that, Amir Tashem, tomorrow, Shkoyach.